0: This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, Off My Shelf, where we go through the DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Austin Wong is here to talk about a couple of movies about relationships, any Hall and away we go. Welcome.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here on this uh, lovely winter afternoon. Yes.
1: Well, it's nice and cozy in here. (laughs) I'm glad
0: (laughs) that that's one thing. I mean, this has come up on about four or five of the podcast so far is that people are just like your place is warm it makes me feel good thank you it's true and yeah. all the
1: art it's very nice and cozy oh thank you very mm-hmm. much it home I chocolate know
0: helps chocolate helps yeah <laughs> uh well i mean i brought all the the heart-shaped candy and stuff for it's you
1: valentine's because
0: yeah it's pretty much a valentine's episode Almost, and I thought yeah. it was perfect it's, it's
1: perfect. <laughs> perfect actually it's perfect for the movies too because they're all about Relationships,
0: Yes, they are. Yeah. And two very different types of relationships at the same time, yes. right? Yes, very different. I mean, when I was watching them, I was thinking like, are the types of relationships based on the time period or is it just the people?
1: I think it's a bit of both. I think that there's a lot of 70s influences. Like there's a lot of 70s. 70... Actually, we can talk about it when we get into Annie Hall. Okay. But I mean, watching that movie now, which is one of my favorites, but watching it in 2019 mm-hmm. is a very different experience than watching it Like way back in the day. Like way back. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's problematic for so many reasons, but just even the content itself, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing how quickly our norms have changed.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, well, I guess we can just get into Annie Hall right now. I I mean, the movie came out in 1977, and uh, Woody Allen was an an up-and-coming director, you know. You know, he was, like, the new voice of the the cinematic world. And now we're like, he's a dirty old man who's really gross. So, I mean, one one of my biggest problems while watching it now was, like... just kept thinking about i shouldn't like this movie i know know, because he's a bad person and and that's
1: i mean that's a bigger topic too just about what is your responsibility to art that's made by problematic men yeah like what is what do you do mm-hmm. and that's a prime example but like so for example when I went to, went to rewatch this and I will say it's like one of my all-time favorite movies like I've always thought of it as one of my all-time favorite movies mm-hmm. um and such a, a big influence on my actual favorite movie which is When Harry Met Sally which you can I love see that movie. Yes. like it's so influenced by Annie Hall just mm-hmm. in obvious and not obvious ways yeah um but anyway like when I I was trying to get my husband I said why don't you watch this and and he had never seen it before which blew my mind <laughs> Because like we've been married for a while, and I just assumed that I knew him. Yeah. You obviously did not. Like, no. no. Not. Um Anyway, he'd never seen it before. I said, "Well, that's a perfect opportunity." And he didn't. He refused to watch it because he didn't. Because he said he, he's a pedo. I'm not going to watch a movie by a pedo. Yeah. And I get that that reflex. Yes, I you, totally understand. When you it. really think about, and I, I actually before coming here, I just I sort of re-read up on all the stuff that he's been accused of and Mm -hmm. all the things and it's pretty ugly
0: it's yeah it's pretty ugly stuff
2: yeah
0: um and well the thing is is i got this movie quite some time ago yeah um yeah and uh and one of the reasons why i bought it was just because it was a movie that as a cinephile it was a movie that you should watch and and it was like during slash before early times when like all this stuff about him was coming out you know right. um he hadn't married the little Sunni. girl yet, Sunni yet or <laughs> anything um but i think there was already like grumblings about what's going on over here yeah. now he's left me a pharaoh and but like
1: i mean all the dylan molestation accusations hadn't come out yet and yeah and also i mean you know the whole me too thing hadn't happened and mm-hmm. hollywood and the press was really kind of titillating with things but then otherwise sweeping things under the rug yeah like we weren't people weren't getting fired from hallowed positions at that point Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: time i mean people were i think people were trying to like the me too movement has tried to happen several times in the past but i think because of the uh abundance of connectivity and you can actually like like group masses together really easily and take things down uh it was easier to do now than it has been in the past kind and of possibly thing.
1: we're more pissed off now than we were in the past with everything yeah. that's
0: been happening well i think too it's because, because people are demonized. just like I'm, I'm sick of this like seriously yeah. like people keep going oh, it's 2019 i'm like yeah we're in the future this should not be happening exactly. right now
1: but it's almost like we're in the 60s with some of the shit that's happening it's like true. We're going
2: backwards
0: yeah and it's really shocking to me i'm like yeah. this is still a thing what's What's going on like that? Or this
1: is a thing again? Yeah. Bringing back Roe v. Wade debates now? Oh my god. Yeah. It's all insane.
0: Yeah. And people are... Some people are adamantly with like anti-abortion and all that kind of stuff. And other people are just like... uh, Because they keep saying they're pro-life. I'm like, but whose life are you pro Exactly. exactly? exactly? You're not... You're, you're not helping anybody. They
1: don't seem to care about women's autonomy of their bodies or anything like this. Mm-hmm. Anything that we've learned in the last couple of decades. Yeah. It, it's all being washed away in this sort of puritanical kind of uprising. Yeah. It's basically back
0: Yeah, that. And And, uh, well, and the thing is, too, is they keep talking about how uh, they keep bringing up, like, oh, it's only whores get abortions and dirty women and they, they deserve it and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but no, there's other reasons why people get it. And also when that kid's born to a crackhead in a crack alley, you know, is that a, is that a better way for that child to live than, than not? Like, it's it's a big issue. We have
1: have services that can help, you know, in extreme situations. It's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, I don't know. I feel that they don't really care about the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I think it's all motivated by this, I think often religious based sort of, view we're that
0: gonna put religious based in lots of quotation marks yes yes they're gonna they use religion as an excuse <laughs> we'll do, do it they that use way it for
1: everything it's yeah a, yeah it's ridiculous.
0: and it's really sad and worrisome really but i mean this is a rabbit hole we could fall down
1: forever yes to, tie, <laughs> to, to bring it back to annie hall all. i mean annie hall i think is one of the most deserving best picture winners mm-hmm. like it's it was so groundbreaking it was so well written it was packed with jokes it was very atypical for Mm -hmm. a movie to i think to win best picture it was like it's non-linear like for anybody that hasn't seen it like my husband (laughs) annie hall is about a relationship between woody allen's character and diane keaton's um, brilliant kooky character annie hall Yeah, and it's sort of told in a non-sequential way so you'll see scenes from the present and then it'll just flashback to scenes from both of their pasts and sometimes they interact with their characters from the past and they comment on them sometimes they're animated yeah like it's
0: and there's also like um fourth wall breaks and you know weird interactions and and all that kind of thing it really is
1: i think it's a brilliant piece of work like it's just so clever and the script is funny yes and the the characters, I think, are very real, like they feel very real, mm-hmm. and even though it skips around, it just, it, I don't think you find it confusing. I think it's like no. really, like watching it again, even feeling that it it's problematic, I just thought, this is such a great movie. It's a really yeah. well done movie. However. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. There's two layers. So watching it again, I couldn't help but notice that there is a lot of content that I feel is very problematic. Mm -hmm. for today like i mean his character is sort of presented to be i think i think that even the movie knows the main character is he's
2: an asshole he's an asshole
1: right um but he's sort of a lovable asshole right like you're supposed to not hate him entirely like you're i think you're supposed to like it's semi-autobiographical so i Mm -hmm. think he's being somewhat self-deprecating but at the same time quite self-aggrandizing i think you are supposed to like him Mm-hmm. And I remember the first few times I saw the movie. I always thought it was sad that they broke up at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I remember thinking they're so cute together and everything. But watching it now, I'm just like, oh my god, he's the worst. I'm so glad she left him. Like <laughs> she should never have ever been with him. Like mm-hmm. it was a very different experience. Like I didn't find him charming at all. Yeah. And like the very first scene, like one of the first scenes, they flash back to when he's in school, like as a middle schooler or whatever, mm-hmm. and like he just lunges at this girl who's totally minding her own business and, and kisses he it. kisses her yeah. and she's like what what and then like the voiceover or something like well i couldn't help it that i was more sexually developed at that time it was normal for kids but nobody mm-hmm. did. and it's sort of presented as like he obviously did the wrong thing but that he's a guy but, you know yeah and it also boys. it also
0: wasn't his fault because yeah. that's just how nature made him and people so, didn't
1: understand did him and it was mm-hmm. almost more like from an early age he was chastised for something that's perfectly natural
0: Yeah, and he's making excuses for himself.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to watch that scene now Mm -hmm. and not see just... That's totally male toxicity or whatever where you think you have the right... To do something. To do something because Mm -hmm. you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And a girl should be willing to let you kiss her just because you want to do it. Yeah. And having zero conversation. So like that right away made me think, oh, this is, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I couldn't decide how critical the movie itself was of that. Scene right because it seemed to excuse it so much,
0: but yeah. But the movie didn't, I think it was supposed to set up the fact that he, as a man, couldn't control himself, and then the rest of the movie was just them showing the fact that he's a man and of course he's going to do ridiculous things because he can't control himself. And this started at a young age, and people just don't understand him exactly. You know,
1: I found yeah, and so I did like, I feel like the movie was critical of him in a way because. It's pretty clear that he's an asshole, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's saying yes, he's an asshole, but says you know that's just the natural order of things, things and yeah. we should just accept mm-hmm. that that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, well, one thing um, I feel like I'm defending him. But I'm not defending anybody, uh, <laughs> but once, see, we can defend him too. Yeah. If you, well, no, well, well, one thing I was I was happy about the movie is that they didn't make Annie Hall seem. Like it was all her fault or any, or they didn't demonize her, No, which is what happens with a lot of movies like this is like they demonize the woman if the man doesn't get what he wants.
1: They make her a shrew or you make, they make you want her to not be with him because she's so awful and he was, he he could do better. Yeah. Yeah, I think, but see, that's why I think the movie is sort of wise to this whole thing because I think she's a wonderful creation and she's a really likable character. And she says some truth bombs that I Mm -hmm. think, you know, when, like when he gives her the lingerie for the birthday and she's just like, I think this is more a present for you than for me. And it's true. It is totally true. Mm -hmm. And like, as she gets more fed up with him, like she really stands up for herself and she changes over the course of the movie, Mm -hmm. like a lot. And he stays the same.
0: He does. He stays exactly the same. Like Like, he doesn't doesn't change in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm.
1: And like he even says, "Let's just let's let's get married." Like at the end, when like spoiler alert, like at the end, they're broken up for quite a long time. She's now living in L.A. He's still in New York. Mm -hmm. She's dating someone new, and he goes impulsively to visit her. Yeah, and they meet, and he just decides to say, "Get married," because he's lonely. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It is, and she treats it as ridiculous,
2: Mm -hmm. which is good.
0: Well, because it's one of those things where you, when you can't have something that you want, Mm -hmm. you go overboard to try to get it. You know what I mean? And and that's what he was doing. And he feels
1: entitled that he should be able to get it.
0: Yeah. He's like, he's like, you, you are mine. You were once mine. So you can be mine again. Let's do
1: this. But the movie also paints it that he is somehow able to get all of these women, Mm -hmm. like women just throw themselves at it. Which is shocking to me. Beautiful women. Yeah. And I guess it helps the plot. Believability that it's based on him and he probably did have some success because he was famous. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, they kind of make it that his character is a famous comic that's on Johnny Carson and recognized on the street. Mm -hmm. So it's not so unbelievable. Yeah. But yet, like, do you remember that one scene where he's about to go on? It's early in the film, and they're a very shockingly young Carol Kane. Yes. Which I was like, oh my god, that was like um. So he has this interaction with her, which I found really kind of interesting but annoying and he was he was negging
0: her the whole time
1: though yes (laughs) yes. so see that's the funny thing i I actually okay so i had lunch with two co-workers okay um female co-workers and i was telling them that i was going to come here to this podcast and um one of them was annie hall and i was just describing how he's a bit of a jerk but it's written so that even though he's a jerk girls like him and i was like this one scene he spends the entire time kind of running down this list of cliches that he's just assuming about this girl he's just met and then he says, how do you feel about that? And she goes, oh, I just love being reduced to a stereotype, which mm-hmm. I thought, yes. And then he says, well, give me some words of encouragement before I go out. And then the girl, right after that, says, I think you're cute.
2: Yeah. Like which
1: hits is... on him, which yeah. I thought was insane. Yeah. And I just thought he must have written it this way just because he thinks he's so lovable. But, and, but, yeah. And, but yeah, anyway, yeah. my friend said um, he was negging her. And I was like,
2: what? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's There's literally a term for it. Because apparently it works on some women. You tell them, like, like, um, pseudo co- pseudo compliments that are really just you know they're like oh you look beautiful in that dress but it would look nicer if you were skinnier like well, that kind of thing i, like I heard
1: that it's not even compliments it's just you can full-on insult so, someone yeah. so they feel insecure and then you turn around and then they feel <laughs> grateful that you're still paying attention, attention to, to them. them yeah even though they're so bad and you're out of their league yeah. which yeah. is unbelievable to me that that could have ever work like or that somebody would try that that seems like
0: and that is something that people do that that is literally something people do. That's shocking. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is like that's the like the kind of guy who does that kind of thing is the kind of guy that if you say no gets goes into a rage and gets right. really angry and all that kind of stuff. It's not like a normal person trying to actually get to know you.
1: So that's interesting. Like this is a movie from the seventies, mm-hmm. and you immediately said he's negging her. Yeah. And when I describe the scene to these people that have like they've never seen the movie or they have not seen it in a while or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. They're like, yeah, he was nagging her, which like
0: we've so all had it done to us. That's okay. why, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I guess this has been going on since. Like, I don't think that term has been around. since No, the
0: 70s. that term's relatively new.
1: But it happened in the seventies too. Obviously, so yeah. it's just a thing that.
0: But the worst part is, is that that scene was actually just about how he met his first ex-wife because he'd been at that point in time he'd been divorced twice, right? Before he met Annie Hall, right. and I was actually really surprised how old his character was and how old he actually is like he was 40 when he made this and this was 1977 i didn't realize how old woody allen was i was you know i didn't think he was young but no
1: it's because he's always looked the same yes
0: that is very true like even
1: when he was 40 and like how are you old he is now like he basically looks the same exactly he looked old i think he looked older than
0: Well, that's the thing. I, like, I actually physically looked it up because I'm like, (laughs) I thought he was younger, even though he looks like 40, 45. I'm like, oh, no, he's probably like 25, 30. I was like, no, he's actually 40 years old. It was a shock to me. It was a very big shock to me.
1: It is, but, I mean, he's always been able to get younger women, and he's all, like, all the women in his movies are always quite young Mm -hmm. or are always attractive. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a male fantasy that he can just be this nevishy guy yeah. super selfish but it doesn't matter when they're throwing themselves out of i
0: just watched the movie and, like okay so i did like this movie okay mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i was very mad at myself that i liked this movie when it's done <laughs> because i remember when i first got this movie i was probably probably the first time i saw this was maybe when i was like 18 between 18 and 20 i hated it like i really hated. it i'm like what is this bullshit that i had just watched and i think it was because that same reason is i hated his character in right. the movie, sh- and i was just like oh then i watched it this time i'm like i'm not looking forward to watching this i'm gonna put this in i'm gonna be bored out of my fucking mind oh my god <laughs> and then i sat there and watched it and i was just like shit i like this movie i was very upset with myself <laughs> oh, i think you can forgive yourself i can forgive myself but at the same time it's like i spent the whole movie going why are these women throwing themselves at him? Like, it just made no sense. Because, yes, he was intelligent, and, yes, he was... Kind of charming in a
1: way, Charming
0: is a very strong word,
1: though. No, maybe not charming.
0: Yeah, like, he was... To me, he seemed, like, harmless. Like, whiny, but harmless. Yeah, like, like that's what it is. Like, it's a person you're comfortable being around, but you're not in any way interested in. Like, that's what he seemed like to me.
1: But that's why I feel... I mean, and I don't want to just... I shouldn't say it, but, I mean, it's true. Like, he's very... He's not much to look at. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't charismatic in that way. Like, he was so neurotic, like, that was his big thing.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, to the point of, like, he's just so whiny. Yeah. Like, it's hard to see what's attractive about him. But then the movie makes a point of, like, you know, grown men running up to him on the street to ask for his autograph. Mm-hmm. He's invited to parties that are this, and he's wealthy. So, I mean, not that these women... like. They're clearly not portrayed as gold diggers at all. Like they're all no, they're kind of, not. And, yeah, but I mean, I think that the trappings overall of his character kind of mm-hmm. redeems some of the things that otherwise would mean. Why would they be interested in him? Because like he is an interesting person just by virtue of the fact of what he does, and he has a lot of opinions and everything like that. And mm-hmm. He's successful, so I, it it makes it less hard to believe that they would be interested in him. Yeah, but at the it same does, time, it yeah. does it does sort of beg your belief that they're all throwing themselves mm-hmm. at him because he's just so annoying. Yeah. He doesn't even have very just...
0: many. Yeah. <laughs> I found, like, that's the thing, like, I found him, it's not that I think you have to be, like, an Adonis for people to be attracted to you. That's not what I'm saying. No, but
1: not even physically, but personality-wise, he was just so mean to
0: them. He, he, was, he was mean, he was annoying, yeah. he's overly neurotic, and, so and he's selfless. twitchy. He's yes. twitchy. <laughs> it's driving but, me crazy. One of the
1: things that I think the movie was showing how awful a person he was, but, they played it for a joke and everything was like they go to see that they want to go see this movie at the very beginning mm-hmm. and then because they're just one minute late he refuses to go two minutes two minutes. minutes, late, late. Two <laughs> minutes later, right.
2: um,
1: and they go to see a four-hour documentary about nazis okay yeah again they saw and, it what three times in the yeah Chinese and movie? like and then that that time that she has the opportunity to meet up with uh, paul simon mm-hmm. and go to a party with jack and angelina yeah um they end up seeing that movie again, yeah. Like because he doesn't care about what she wants at all.
0: No, not at all. Because it's all it's all about him and his needs, yeah. and they have to bend to what he wants and to make him happy. Well, to the
1: point when she says, "Oh, I missed my therapy appointment," and he goes, "Oh, that seems like an assault on me." I mean that. I mean, you're working on your sexual problems, so even her therapy is about how it benefits him.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, those are clearly. Showing that he's a bad person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. When when you make everything about a person's life about yourself, then you're doing it wrong. So in
1: that way, I almost feel like it kind of saves the movie a little bit. Because Mm -hmm. it's not presenting him as someone to hold to in high regard. No, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, those are pretty obvious tells that the movie knows this person is a jerk.
0: Well, I think, but I think that comes across quite a few times. I mean... Like even even the part in like when they're waiting to see another movie and they're standing in line and there's that other guy that's standing behind him yeah. talking about the movie and he's getting yeah. angry and they break the fourth Washing wall, the yeah. And <laughs> that's so a great scene. that is an awesome <laughs> it's scene. So don't funny. get me wrong. Um, and I think it's fantastic. And I also wish I could pull in directors <laughs> and writers and stuff to prove other people wrong. It would make the closest thing I have to that is Google.
2: Right. Thank you, Google. Yeah.
0: But, um, but I do really wish I could do that. It's, it's fantastic. But at the same time, it's, it's the fact that instead of just, you're allowed to be mad at a person who's loudly pontificating, like ridiculous minutiae about something. Fine. Right. But then he has to go out of his way to push his own Mm -hmm. mentally, but still push his own view on that person because... What that person is saying is wrong, even though it's completely subjective, yeah, you know it's not like two times two is five. it was what do you how do you interpret this right. writing or this film and he's like, "No, you have to be wrong because of all of these things, and the thing is is that the fourth wall break only Emphasizes what he believes, but yeah. I guess that's because it's in his head. That's right. You know.
1: But it's also it also shows that he can't let it go. Like she said, just. He don't, can't let it go. Like she yeah. just doesn't listen to him then, but he can't. He obsesses. Like he's just. Yeah. He's he can't stand that someone thinks they're right when he knows he's right.
0: Yes. Even when it has nothing to do with
1: Even it. Even though it has nothing to
0: do with it.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It is a problem in terms of just he's such a bad character, but I mean. I think, I feel the movie still survives on its own because it shows that Annie Hall goes from being this super sweet but neurotic in her own way and insecure person. Like, mm-hmm. at the tennis club, she's just so, oh, you know, you can't be right at all, I have a car. And he's, mm-hmm. he's even mean to her then, in a way. Yeah. Why would you say that you want to ride when you have a car? Like, why would you ask such a pointed question to embarrass her?
0: Yeah. Because you, she's clearly, like, trying to pick you up yeah. or, you know, trying to be, you know, all nonchalant about it, but of course it's backfiring, and then you have to, like, emphasize, like, put a spotlight on, these are all the things you're doing wrong, by the way. Exactly.
1: Just highlighting and rubbing it in, Mm -hmm. even though you're going to take a ride from
0: her. Her, Anyway, yes, who's... She's a horrible driver, I must agree. (laughs) It's true. That's really funny. It'd be fun to see that scene in 3D. You're you're the passenger in the car, and you're just like, oh my God, I'm going (laughs) to die. Anyhow, the action.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, it really does set up their relationship, which, in a way... Like, in a way, now just thinking about now, like, in a way, that's almost negging her, too. Because Mm -hmm. it's their first real conversation. Yeah. And he consistently just points out all the things she's saying that are stupid.
0: Yeah. But what was funny about it to me is that she was already nervous about it and was already, like, attracted to him enough to try to ask him out. But I'm like, he hasn't done anything to warrant that. And that's
1: just the script writing, right? Yeah. Because he wrote the script. Of course. So So. he's going to make it so
2: that... You
0: know, they're ena- enamored with him.
1: Yeah, yes. and that's always the case. But he does allude to that a little bit at the end when he writes, his character writes the first play mm-hmm. and he rewrites the dialogue between them. between yes. them, mm-hmm. Which was kind of meta because that's sort of how the whole movie is.
2: is Yeah. yeah. So,
1: anyway. I, I mean, even talking about it and all the problems, I'm still, I have so much admiration for it. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's such a good movie. Like, well, just in terms of sheer, like, the, the script is tight, the direction is really
0: clever mm-hmm. and i, I mean of- i found it really interesting that he had like as we all know woody allen movies he's obsessed with new york like the city of yeah. new york itself and the city is one of the characters in all of his films yeah. and he does things like the ones the first time you meet him and his um promoter or a- agent and it's just it's literally just a shot down a street and a woman crosses the screen and there's nothing in the screen besides a small piece of the city. And it's them walking and they're just talking for like five minutes until they come into the screen and then they stop for a second and then it cuts to something else and you're just like, what did I just watch? It was fantastic and amazing, but what did I just watch?
1: Because it seems like such a real view of New York too. Yeah. Like it's not the tourist's New York.
2: No. Like he yeah. just shoots, like all those movies are like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I
1: also am a bit obsessed with New York. So I yeah. love all of these movies that really showed new yorkers just sort of navigating the city and mm-hmm. being at home in the city but i have to say on that on a, about new york i found her apartment amazing like she had this gorgeous massive mm-hmm. terrace with a view of the city yeah
0: the inside of the apartment was really small but her her terrace, terrace was, was just insane. insane it was insane
1: and she was like she paid 400 a month and they all thought that
0: was really expensive <laughs> <laughs> she said that i was like I was supposed to look up what the inflation rate that would mean but I am, i'm thinking that's probably like three grand a month now or something like probably. that but at the same time it's like 400 bucks i will move there next week thank I you know, very much. exactly i am down for that so
1: can we talk about the style because like when that movie was released mm-hmm. it sparked a craze of women dressing like annie hall with the ties yeah. and the dress shirts and the hats and- it's very
0: specific
1: but i feel like it Works like when I watch this movie again, even knowing mm-hmm. that you know that sparked a brief trend and this, this and that, and then it's faded, and now it's you know very 70s kind of look. look yeah, it just looks so good. Like it does like, look good. I feel like she could probably get away with it now because it is specific, it's not like everybody was dressing that way. It mm-hmm. was Annie Hollow, so kooky, yeah. that she herself.
0: But that's, that's the thing. It didn't even come across as kooky. It no. just came across like she has style. Yeah. And she put an outfit together, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's true. Like the way fashion is right now, people are bringing influences all over the place. I yeah. would not be surprised if I saw somebody walking down the street like that. I think looked amazing.
1: Yeah. I saw a woman wearing that now.
0: I'm, and I was thinking that when I watched the movie and she's like, the, especially the first time you see her in that outfit, you're just like, I swear I'm going to see somebody in this next week. Like it's, <laughs> it's just something that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: her outfits, I thought, were amazing.
0: They, they were really nice. And like, I
1: think that it was done in a way that didn't look like movie star or whatever. It looked mm-hmm. like just a really unique person. Yeah. And that's one thing I think he does really well. Like, he made her such a rich character, mm-hmm. even the way she looks.
0: But even not just her. Like, I think all the women in the movie dressed very, um, they dressed stylishly. They did, yeah. They were stylish, but not movie star, you know? Right. But very New York, or
1: how I imagine New York. Like, slightly elevated what you'd see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, but I just think that I mean, it just it's another part of the movie I like. Mm-hmm. it's just it's very stylized but still looks realistic. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Cuz even um the one ex the first ex wife or I don't know. They and they're at like a party or something and he wants to watch like a basketball game and uh which is so it's so him. And but she's <laughs> wearing just like like the green big dress and just like the big necklace yes. and stuff and I'm like that is a thing right now, yes. people. Like that is a thing. Yeah. So when it's coming back and so on, she just looked easy she, and fantastic.
1: But she looked great. I mean, she looked like she would dress for a party, but it looked like something like she would own. Like it didn't look like a costume.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. she showed up on set and she's like, "It's okay if I wear this," and they're like, "Yeah, sure, go <laughs> ahead." You know. Back Which ahead.
1: incidentally, I mean, this is a different movie we're talking about, but um, I watched *A Star Is Born*. The, the Barbara Streisand movie. Mm-hmm. And at the, end, the credits were wardrobe by from Miss Streisand's closet. That was the credit. Really? So it was all her own clothes.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway,
1: that's a side note. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny that they credited it that way. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised because, uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised if in quite a few movies people just show up one day and they're like, you know, you look good in that. let that. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't be surprised if Diane Keaton had some of those looks because she's, like, knowing her as a celebrity, she's always dressed in a cool way.
0: Yes. Yeah, very kind of relaxed but very yeah. updated and very. Pantsuits, like I
1: don't, I yeah. don't think it was far off what she did in Annie Hall in some ways. No, not at all. So not at if all. They consulted her or whatever. Yeah. An Article that. Yeah,
0: somewhere. <laughs> so
1: I actually read an article like just before this. I was sort of reading that a little bit. Like I mean, I, I tend to do that anyway. Like when I watch like even a new movie, I'll Google it just to see mm-hmm. what kind of articles are there. Anyway. Apparently, when they were writing this movie, they didn't really know what it was going to be about, and they were just writing about how he goes New York, and they were writing. Like, there were so many scenes that weren't involved, oh, okay. and then it was only, and they shot some stuff, and it was when they were kind of paring it down. They realized that the spine of the movie was his relationship with Annie, so that wasn't even supposed to be necessarily the focus. Oh, which I think is really interesting. That is very interesting, and that's partly why it was edited in such an interesting way because they had so mm. much footage.
0: And they just but, wanted to, like, throw some stuff, yeah. some extra stuff in there. But I guess when he was
1: writing it, one like, they had a lot of subplots. And one of the subplots that they ended up throwing away, he made into a new movie, Manhattan Murder Mystery.
2: <laughs>
0: God, really? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yes, I have. It's been a very long time, but I have seen I it. I love that movie.
1: Mm. But if you watch it, or, I mean, just thinking about it, it's totally him and Annie Hall. Like, the mm-hmm. Keaton's in Mur- Manhattan well, Murder now Mystery. now this it's
0: makes... Just- no, I have to rewatch... You're killing me
1: yeah, You're killing well, me you have, you have to, I
2: want her to watch it too because it's just like, but I remember at the time thinking, oh, she's very ditzy like that Annie Hallway and it's because it was written as part of the same movie. movie. Yeah. Isn't that
1: fun? Interesting. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Like it's
1: almost like a Woody universe. Yeah. Cinematic universe. But
0: he has made a, his own little universe though because a lot of his movies connects with his, like, they go back to him growing up or yeah. his stories and They're that all kind very of thing. sort
1: of semi-out of
0: yeah uh, well that's the thing like one of his his other movie that i really love is radio days which came out quite a few years after this yeah. and it's really about his childhood That that's what it's about and um yeah. and like i watched that movie and it, it just except for the fact that he does the voiceover he's not in it right and that makes it so much better <laughs> <laughs> But I do love the movie, and it makes me angry that I love... I, I can't give up that movie. That's one movie I can't give up.
1: Well, I can't give up Annie Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, yeah. And, I... and it's funny, too. Just like So, my I think one of my all-time favorite movies, if not, I think it is my favorite movie, is When Harry Met Sally. And just watching Annie Hall... And I've always known it's clearly influenced by Woody Allen. Just, like, the title cards were very classic Woody. Just the mm-hmm. simple lettering and everything. And the music and the fact that it's in New York and everything, but there were so so many nods clearly to Annie Hall. Like um, the theme, the main theme song, I would say, of with Harry and Sally is it had to be you, yeah, which is like, the song that is in Annie Hall. Yes. And then there's a scene where they go into Delhi deli, and like you know the famous deli scene, um, not the orgasm mm-hmm. part, but where um, Harry is ordering, saying, "I'll have the number three or whatever," yeah. And then, Sally's like, I'll have this, but I want this on the side. And I want this, but if it can't, and I want it heated, but if not, then on the side. And it's like, yeah. There's basically that same scene in Annie Hall where Woody Allen orders, like, I'll have the pastrami sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then Annie Hall says, I'll have this sandwich, but I want this with pickles in this, and I want it on this bread. Like, it's mm-hmm. this long, he kind of looks at her. Yeah. I feel like they just updated that scene. It's almost like, you're stacked. killing me right now. Because
0: I've never noticed that before. And yeah. then
1: there's a scene where they go into a bookstore and they're just talking about the different types of books, and it's like, yeah, yeah that where Harry and Sally that, they yeah. have that whole scene of thing. And then another famous scene when Harry and Sally is that um split screen where after they have sex and then Harry and Sally are both each on the phone with, the with friends. Their, their best yeah. their respective best friends and they're having a simultaneous mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can see both of them on split screen. Yeah. They do the same thing in Annie Hall yeah. where they're both in therapy and they're talking simultaneously about what's mm-hmm. happening. Like it's 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 so
0: Yeah. Clear. I mean it's it's like now that you put it that way, yes, it is very clear. Um,
1: and just the long standing overtime relationship of two New Yorkers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think in When Harry Met Sally, it's what, like 15 years or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still like I When Harry Met Sally reading. better.
1: Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I mean, it's also more of a crowd pleaser because it's happy
0: ending. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, even if it wasn't a happy ending, I think I'd still like that movie more. Uh, because I don't think the happy ending is the thing that makes me like that movie. I right. agree. Yeah. I like
1: it because I think that the writing is so amazing. The, like, the writing is, is so, so good. I can close that whole movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> 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 I know, I, I truly love that movie. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's a little like darker. It. But you know what? The, the the ending of Annie Hall, I would say, for me now, is a happy ending because it looks like Annie Hall has become such a strong woman. Yes. And she's very she's, confident. L-
0: she's learned from her she past. She has and learned. She's,
1: she's good. And she's happy, and she walks off mm-hmm. super confidently, and Woody Allen's character is just kind of left
0: there. Yeah, because he doesn't want to change, doesn't yeah. want to improve. And I kind of and... like
1: that it's not a great ending for him.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I totally agree with you.
1: It's interesting in the line of New York movies, just it is a classic, and it, I mean, but anyway, I mean, can we still enjoy it in light of what we know? Like, it's hard, like because like I, I think, still enjoy it. I don't
0: it. think new people will enjoy it. Like people who haven't watched it, like Maybe. like your husband, yeah. they're they're gonna be like, no, he's a pedophile, he's a this, he's a that. They will find they scenes just like, like
1: that, that scene with Carol Kane will turn him off entirely. entirely. yeah,
0: like, definitely.
1: All these scenes will make him think this yeah. is a horrible yeah. person, yeah, and they will not be able to
0: enjoy it. But as a person who saw it before this and you already had a connection to it, well. Unfortunately, that connection doesn't go away that easily. But I mean, you're not out there, you know, throwing money at like a whole bunch of other stuff by him or you're not encouraging his behavior. So I guess that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. It's too bad. And I mean, one of his other movies, Manhattan, I think it's Manhattan where he's actually seducing Marielle Hemingway, who's a teenager. Yeah. That is very problematic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, even in this movie, they make reference to when they're in LA. um, And remember, he gets thrown in jail. Right. Because of the the car accident. Yeah. And then his, um, his agent comes out and uh, bails him out and he's all upset. And he's like, why? It's because he pulled him away with a possible threesome with 16 year olds. And I was like, that's offensive. I don't remember hearing that. I'm it's, kidding. he said, yeah, it was right at the end of the, cause I re-rounded. I, re- I, re- I was oh just like, God. excuse me? I was like, he can't. He couldn't have said sixty-year-olds. No, it's sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, and she, I was just like, that's, that's so gross. It's clearly
1: an interest of his. He's disgusting. Is it, yeah. Um, I mean, is, is, do <laughs> <laughs> I actually read about, yeah, you know, like I was saying, like reading about what what had happened and everything. So technically, Sunni wasn't his adopted daughter because she was she was adopted by Pharaoh Mio Pharaoh, and her husband at the time um andre previn or whatever his name is
0: well i thought they were she was adopted when they were together no
1: she was adopted before
0: oh that doesn't matter yes but then
1: but when they got together in 92 or something that's when they adopted uh dylan Mm -hmm. and he did adopt dylan but at that time like he like at that time i think she would have been 10 or something yeah and he met her when she was eight Mm -hmm. so his sort his argument is like, they famously never lived together. They lived across the park in their own houses. Okay. Um, so, Suni would say, it was like, that was his her mom's boyfriend. So, it wasn't like he fathered her or had, like, lived in the house with her. Like, they always had their own apartments. Separate, yeah. And he would always say, you know, I hardly ever saw her. And then, you know, when they got together, allegedly, like, he claims was when she was 21. Like, an adult. But then, you read other quotes about how he would say, oh, you know, like, uh, I really helped turn her life around. She was an orphan, but you know, he gave mm. her opportunities. He has, like this is what she was a kid. So clearly, yeah. he feel he took credit yeah. for turning her life around. So there's some relationship Shit there. Going on there, and yeah. he was with Mia, who was her mother, mm-hmm. and he adopted her. You know, yeah. stepsister whatever you call it. So yeah.
0: clearly, there was a relationship. But it, there. that's the thing, though. So no, no matter way, no matter which no, way you look at that, it's it's gross. It's gross. Like it's he met her as an eight year old. Yeah, and then he married
1: her, so that's. But the, and that he, he was, she was his partner's daughter.
0: Yeah, but that whole thing just reminds me of the whole Celine Dion thing, and he, she got married to her agent or producer or whatever he was. You know, like yeah, he's he died. You know, but you're not supposed but to say bad, bad things about really the dead. Happy though, like she. Really but they met him. each other when she was twelve. Oh really? Twelve? Yes. yes. Like when I found that, I was just like, I "Oh mean, my god!" But that. then, but then there's like um he was talking about something and he's like yeah when I first met her I fell in love with her right away and and all this kind of stuff and like I'm not saying he did anything to her when she was 12 so all I'm saying is just it's still very gross. Gross. gross and it's it's stories like that that I'm just like oh know. you know
1: and that's a problem like like even if he didn't technically adopt her and even if he didn't technically this and that mm-hmm. he met her when he was eight in the context of she was his stepdaughter
0: yeah really yeah
1: it's still gross.
0: But this is this has been happening in like Hollywood with famous people for a very long time. I mean, you think about you know, of course, in the news right now, there's R. Kelly and the whole Olivia oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They made each sure other when they were like four She was fourteen, and they allegedly had a secret wedding. You go back to um, who's the great bald of fire guy? He married his thirteen year old cousin, that's true. and yeah, 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 you know, yeah. there's like there's stories going all the way back. But yeah. because they were famous men, They've people are just like, oh, shielded. he's allowed to do whatever yeah. he wants to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a new thing. It's a thing that really needs to stop. But
1: but it seems like it's in the process of, like, you know, this is the most effective movement I've ever seen in terms of bringing down powerful men. Yes. Like Weinstein and Kevin Spacey. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I can't think of another time where people that, that powerful
0: were, were brought down were by this stuff. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're actually, people are making sure... That they are being responsible, but I think th- the other side of it is is the fact that bef- before it didn't make as big as a yeah. monetary impact to a lot of these companies, yeah. but now they know they're like, oh, we're gonna lose thirty five million dollars on this picture of this person's in it, we're gonna fire him. You People know, boycott, and yeah. protests, yeah. So I mean, they get to they get to say like, oh, we're we're being you know politically correct and doing this. Where it's really like, we're going to lose some money, let's just get rid of him, you know? Yeah. So, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to get rid of him. All I'm saying is it may not be the same reason you think it is. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I I feel like a movie does hold up, but it's unfortunate that all this excess stuff around it is probably going to mean that people won't appreciate it or be able to enjoy it
2: anymore. Yeah. I feel
1: like every time I watch Woody Allen movie, though, I want to move to New York again. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, there's so much happening there all the time.
0: The thing is, is I'm, I am not a big fan of New York. Oh,
2: my
0: God. Like, I, like, that's the thing. I get why people like New York. I understand why people like New York. That's really cool, you know? There is a lot of stuff going on, and there's lots of opportunities and everything. But it's just a bit... I'm not a country person or anything. Uh I'm not like a a rural individual. I'm not a big fan of suburbia. Right. And I like being in a city. But New York is a bit too much of a city. Like it's just too congested and there's just, you know, there's too many buildings. There's very dense. It's very dense. Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: so many people and it's true. Like, I mean, there's so many vehicles. Like crossing the road is always a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's just, yeah.
0: And I don't find the city is enough for me to be like, this place is great. And it's, and it's not the old, like, oh, New Yorkers are mean and, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, they're fine. They're like any other city, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's really just the makeup of the city that I'm just like, I'm not that big of a fan of it.
1: Mm. I don't feel that way. I just think, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, for me, New York is just like the ultimate city. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, it has every kind of industry that I really like. Like, I mean, it's ground zero for really interesting, good theater, I think. Like, mm-hmm. there's obviously broadway yeah but then there's off broadway and then there's off off broadway like mm-hmm. there's just at any given time there's a million really interesting plays happening yeah and um there's also like i mean if you're interested in celebrities there's always stars starring like movie stars going to do plays and things right and it's really interesting just so many people that are doing interesting artistic things yeah but plus there's so many good restaurants yeah and i love restaurants and there's I, so many yeah. good shopping and there's just mm-hmm. so many good museums like it's just it's got everything everything i like is there is no
0: based. it's uh, you're pretty much talking about toronto as well
1: yeah but not on the same scale
0: it's it's not on same. i agree it's not I mean, on the same scale but believe me i love toronto y- you can find that stuff you
1: either. can and i do yeah. like i go to plays well less with maddie but i mean i still go to plays a lot I just, mm-hmm. and there's good restaurants i mean it's true there's a lot of stuff but there's just more in new york
0: yeah but uh, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't need more. I just need enough, you know? Yeah. Like, enough that I can try different cuisines that are really good. Yeah. I can go see a play if I want to. I can watch all the movies I like. I can walk down the street, you know, without yeah. getting stuck behind hordes of individuals. And I'm not talking just about, like, Times Square and stuff. I mean, it happens in, like, Soho. It happens in Brooklyn. It happens all over the place. Yeah. And my other thing is is that I find New York really dirty. The, yeah, it's, it's
1: kind of really dirty.
2: But
0: I don't like gritty, dirty. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm used to a, a certain level of cleanliness. I think yeah. that I've I've gotten used well, to. Why, was it's that Toronto?
1: New York run by the Swiss because it's so clean? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. People always get trapped. They're like, how did they clean up so quickly? Yeah. They'll have a parade, and like half an hour later, there's no indication a parade happened because they've yeah. cleaned everything. It yeah, is true.
1: I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I love Toronto. It's just yeah. New York has a bit of a romance about it. It it does. And it does like. You know basically every movie and tv show takes place in new york yes. <laughs>
0: and, and it's, it's filmed in toronto okay. yeah i don't like the ones that are filmed in
1: toronto as much i like when you can tell it's new york mm-hmm.
0: yes yeah there's so many movies out there where like you see it i'm like oh that's this place and that's that place there's a continuity they're driving down one street and they've yeah. shown completely different sides of town like this is crazy
1: it is funny though there's so many things that are filmed in toronto and to me i don't think toronto looks like new york at all yeah i don't i don't such I don't think a so different either. feeling but yes. it's just a big city yeah um, but
2: and they get comes... like tax credits and stuff yes, like, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: so with annie hall too like there's a couple of things i noticed in the movie a very young christopher walken yes <laughs> i i completely forgot he was in it as her brother and it blew my mind i thought it was hilarious but i thought I he was fantastic
1: because i i forgot too and that first scene when they're at dinner i'm like that a lot like christopher walken <laughs> and then i didn't know if he was just gonna be a bit player and then there's that one funny scene with him yeah he's like he's, he's like
0: sometimes i like to turn like like think <laughs> like driving at night and there's headlights coming my way i think i'm gonna turn into into <laughs> it i'm like what I, mean, I love
1: that he just has that one scene and then there's a payoff because he's driving and like, yeah and he's freaking out like <laughs> yeah.
0: like he's totally freaking out but he's
1: he's already christopher walken even at
0: though. that point in time yeah it's clearly him uh the the funny thing is is like that actually got me into like a rabbit hole of like looking at stuff online um and apparently that whole you know it's not really it's not really like a death wish or anything apparently that's a very common thing the for people
1: impulse?
0: yes yeah. um what's it called it's called oh there's i ca- i found two versions of it. it's called the Imp of the perverse. You can be touched by the Imp of the perverse, which is actually named after uh some uh edgar allen poe short story mm-hmm. or it's the call of the void Ooh. right the call of the void usually happens if you're throw at like
1: yourself off a balcony
0: yeah that kind yeah. of thing or like you're in the grand canyon you want to jump off it's the call of the void whereas the imp of the verse is the like turning into traffic or like stepping in front of a bus right. or or that kind that's of thing interesting that that's because I,
1: I i've met a couple of people that said oh i can't be on a balcony i went, why because I, like, I always want to throw myself off yeah no
0: and it's just like you're not gonna do that <laughs> well apparently like, i didn't realize this but apparently there's been several studies done like in different places in the world and stuff and so what it turns out it's apparently like a mental misinterpretation of a fear reflex right so it's like your body is imagining this horrifying thing happen to keep you from doing and then
1: you think it. that that's what something that's you what want you to want do. to do yeah
0: mm. So I was I found that super interesting that when interesting. I found
1: that out. I mean, I felt like I sometimes don't want to go too close to the railing of the Grand Canyon say or something like mm-hmm. that, in case I
0: you slip and fall, fall over, and, but then yeah. I think
1: but then there was that thing, you know, I could so easily kill myself if I just went over this railing. Yeah. I would die. Yeah. and you'd be like that's thing. that's just thought about. Yeah. You know, that, that would happen. Like if
0: if I took this this one step to the left, I could just, you know, be in traffic and it'd be fine, and you know. Yeah, exactly. And that would be it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a weird thing.
0: It's a very, very weird thing. And I read like <laughs> the worst part is that as i was looking at this stuff at work during my lunch break and you you don't want to look up this stuff people think you're really
2: weird <laughs>
0: when that happened because then the next thing i looked up was the fact that um that uh, woody allen's character is obsessed with death mm-hmm. right and i was trying to find out i'm like well what do you call that obsession with death technically by the original construction of the word, it is necrophilia. Oh. But necrophilia has that sexual connotation. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the other version with his sanatophobia, which doesn't have... It's not the sexual connotation of... But it's an obsession with death and, and, and stuff like that. And I was like, that's
1: crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But that's why, you know, that scene with Christopher Walken, though, I didn't like the way Woody Allen's character yeah, res- responded. Like, yeah. he tells him this thing, goes. Okay, I'm just gonna go now. Yeah, like, as if he's with like, this crazy Looney Tune. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's in keeping with this character being a jerk.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's something that he thought was weird and something. But that, that he makes thought... sense because he's so obsessed with death. You'd think he'd find that kind of fascinating. Or yeah, or interesting. Like he'd want to like talk to him a little bit more yeah, about it. He and he'd just, be like, what? He just. He just leaves. But I think I think his uh, his obsession with death is also a fear of death right. at the same time, right? Because like his creepy, twitchy neuroses is really all about himself and preserving himself. Yes, But he's coming across as like, I'm so deep and all this kind of stuff. And that death thing is, is part of it.
1: Well, I'm glad that the movie doesn't end with him finding somebody else.
0: Yes. He's just left there alone on he's the street. He's just there alone.
1: Yeah. And you think maybe he'll learn something from this, but probably not.
0: Probably not at all. Yes, And also, did you get the, uh, get the two seconds of Jeff Goldblum in there? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually wrote that down too. Because it was like, he says... I forgot my mantra.
2: Yes. (laughs) I have exactly the same note. (laughs) That's his whole line. Uh, Yeah.
1: One of the pleasures of watching this movie is like, there Are so many cameos like Carol Kane was funny mm-hmm. and Jeff Goldblum was a funny thing, Christopher Walken, but also just like Paul Simon. Paul Simon I, showed I up, yeah. I couldn't figure out because I saw him
0: like, is that, is that Paul Simon? and like, look, I'm like, Oh my god, it's Paul Simon.
1: It's so funny, like, it was yeah. like packed with all these people, mm-hmm. yeah, and just they, like in these like
0: nonchalant little roles, and there you go, right?
1: Um, okay, so this, this is another note I had, which was, um, I thought it was interesting that in that split scene where they're talking about their therapy and mm. he's like, um, we hardly ever have sex and she goes, oh, we think we have sex all the time. We have sex too much and it's like three times a week. Y- yeah. So just like the difference, like he wants How they, they the feel time. about it, yeah. But then it was disturbing. She goes, well, I feel like I should just give it to him, you know, like, he's paying for my therapy. I should just do it. I should just give it to him. Mm. And I thought, that's awful. (laughs) That whole obligation sex because he's paying for For it. For something, yeah.
0: I think that's terrible. But I also think that's something that a lot of people do Mm. and are part of. Like, they they keep doing something just because they think they're obligated to do it. It's not... And
1: I feel like, yeah, and but that's why it's nice that she gets out of that, mm-hmm. and she grows as a character.
0: Yeah, she's like, there's no obligation here, it's my body, I can do what I want, and that's it, you know? But I feel
1: like today, I don't think you'd have a character that says that out loud.
0: Not out loud, no, definitely not.
1: Like, if somebody were to say that today in a movie, well, he's paying for my therapy, I guess I should have sex with him even though I really don't want to. Because mm-hmm. She says, you know, I feel like I would do it, it would make him happy, but it would be letting myself down. Mm-hmm. That's like, The most articulate way of saying, you know, it's like she doesn't want to do it, and like, but she's doing it because she feels obligated. Yeah. If you had a character saying that in 2019, Mm -hmm. I think people would be like.
0: But that's like the scene that happens right after that. It's like remember they're in bed together and they're starting to get it on, and she literally leaves her body and she's sitting over here, (laughs) sitting on the chair, reading (laughs) he's Like, and he's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "He's like," she's like, "It's fine, it's fine, just you know, I'm, I'm just you know, I'm." What did she say? So she was like um ignore ignore me over there like yeah. my body is here or something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that um, was an interesting way to put that scene though. yeah it was so visual
0: well yeah because when people are doing something they don't want to do they kind of they dissociate leave yeah. they leave themselves and that was properly represented don't
1: you think though that's such a genius movie though that it can just do that
0: yeah and, and that the
1: language of the film was, they've done so many things that it doesn't seem that jarring yeah well and the and and this... subtitle scene
0: Oh yeah, what they its like what they're actually, well, they're thinking, actually thinking compared to what's yeah. actually being said. I completely agree with that because I was just like, at, at that point in time too. He says at some point in time I should stop because I, I, I sound I like sound I'm like on like FM radio, radio <laughs> and I was thinking to myself if like a teenager now saw that they'd never know what that meant. That's true. And but they, I'd be like, I'd have to be like, it's like NPR. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's
1: also <laughs> at this point it's truly a period piece. It is yes. Like it's you it's to watch that now. And it's like a movie about dating in the seventies,
0: mm. and that's literally what it is. So I mean, yeah, it is it. literally that,
1: but I mean, it holds up.
0: It does hold up because there's a lot of truth being said within it.
1: And there's some fun, like the other thing I made a note that I thought was really funny was so they're arguing, and he says something. Like, it's just so ridiculous. It's just mental masturbation. And then she goes, "Well, that's something you know a lot oh, about." <laughs> and then he goes, "What's wrong with masturbation? It's sex with somebody I love." Well, yeah.
0: That's genius. It's genius. It's it's true. It's, it's so funny
1: like zing zing zing. It's just it's
2: so
0: good. <gasps> Actually, when he said that, I'm like, "Oh, that's where this quote is from." Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um the other thing I really the other quote I really liked is um intellectuals prove that you can be absolutely brilliant and have no idea what is going on. Yes. That is my other thing that I really <laughs> that's the other quote that I really really like. That is really because it's true. I mean, you could have people who have 35 PhDs and, you know, have traveled the world and all these kind of things, and they're morons. 100%. They're absolute morons. You're like, lot are of you morons. kidding? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's um, absolutely crazy.
1: The last one I had about um, that was another proof is like every time Annie Hall was in a bad mood or wasn't agreeing with him, <laughs> him he'd say, you must be having your period. <laughs>
0: that got me so angry I know. <laughs> it's so awful. and the worst part is the first time he does that is right at the beginning of the movie I know. I'm just like are you kidding I me I know yeah, yeah. because that, it it has to be that you you can't be upset for, for because you're a complete reason. tool exactly. it has to be this one thing like he
1: doesn't everything we now know it's just ridiculous <laughs> toxic masculinity to blame women yeah. for everything and not like, it's just so it's it's just ridiculous.
0: It is. It's but I feel like
1: whereas that was probably played as a joke, I mm-hmm. think people would be enraged by that now. By that now. Oh,
0: for sure. For like sure. It just
1: doesn't play the same.
0: Or, within the movie, it would be heavily called out. Yes. You know, instead right. of just like, no, I'm not on my period, and yeah, they just go with the day. Yeah, you're right. It would be a lot of like, oh my god, what is wrong? <laughs> Did you hear what he just said? You know, and it'd be like a whole huge thing it'd
1: be interesting if you could update well you know in a way when Harry with Sally is like an update of this but with a different set of characters but yeah. it's sort of similar themes
0: mm-hmm. yeah because it's true like um uh, Billy Crystal he's not a nice person and he's he, also
1: kind of a schluffy looking person that apparently gets so much yes. attention from women women are throwing themselves at him. when
0: you meet his, uh, his ex-wife you're just like oh my god she's beautiful and even that what
1: thing that? oh I this woman and I made her meow and like all that stuff right <laughs> yes.
0: oh my god yeah I, I do love that movie though that's one movie I, I can't not love I love that movie I love that movie so much um Well, speaking of... So we have a dysfunctional relationship on this side. Mm -hmm. Then we have a relationship that works on the other side with Away We Go. Right. And I love it.
1: It's actually... Yeah. Their relationship is... I love it. So... so I just want to summarize. Because, like... So Away We Go Mm. is a movie about a hipster couple. John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Yes. Super hipster. Oh, my God. Yes, they are. (laughs) But this really nice hipster couple at the very beginning of the movie... She's already pregnant, like quite pregnant. Yeah. And then his family, his parents, who they moved to Colorado to be with, have decided to selfishly go. Oh, that's where
0: they are, Colorado.
1: Denver, Colorado.
0: Oh, I was not paying enough attention. Then.
1: So yes. they, the, the parents, decided to move to Antwerp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a month before the baby's born, and so the whole movie is just John and Maya
0: trying to find somewhere to live. Yeah. Decide yeah. on a
1: city to live. Yes. And visiting different cities.
0: Yeah. And I thought, what a cool premise for a movie. Yeah. And they do such a good job with it, too. And Um, honestly,
1: Maya Rudolph, like, she's always one of my favorites on SNL. She's so funny and she can be so... But in this movie, she's so good. She's so different. And she seems really quiet mm -hmm. and thoughtful. Yeah. And you believe her.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, because I think that's one of the reasons why I like this movie as well is Maya Rudolph usually is somewhat ridiculous and outlandish. Like, she's always funny. But in this like outlandish and big way. Yeah. Cause even in like um, She's always larger than life. Though. She's always larger than life, exactly. And but in this she just seems so different. Like she yeah. really can be something else. Like she really can act. Yeah. And, you know, like, and she does a good screen, job. And even hold the screen.
1: Just being very quiet. Yes. And she seems very sad. Mm-hmm. But you can also see that there's so many different emotions happening. Yeah. And I've never loved John Krasinski more. <laughs> Yes. Like, he's so sweet in it.
0: He's so good in this, yeah. And
1: so appealing. Mm-hmm.
0: He's lovely. Like, and the thing is, it's the the two the two of them, just the two characters together, you understand their yes. relationship. Yes. And that's one of the things I find amazing about it, because a lot of movies, you don't understand the two, like, like why are why these are two they people there? Except that
1: they're both cast, they're, they're good looking. But, yeah. And the movie, put, but yeah, you're right.
0: But yeah, this this movie, is like, they put them together. The way the actor, the characters are, the way they interact, the way they move around, you know, their belief system, all that kind of stuff, match. Yeah. In in a in and a specific have, they have way.
1: Chemistry, and they they really look like they, not that they're just hot for each other. They look like they like each other,
0: and they're comfortable with one yeah. another. And yeah, and they
1: could have a day to day relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just like they were having sex and she got knocked up, so now we have to do a thing. It yeah. was, you know, they love each other, they get along yeah. with each other. Sure, they have sex. She got pregnant. She doesn't want to get married because she doesn't want a wedding without ups. her parents being there. Yeah. There was a, just a little hang up yeah. there, which I feel sorry for him for, but I, I also, well, I don't think weddings are necessary.
1: I feel increasingly, it seems like younger generations than me mm-hmm. think that weddings are not necessary. Because mm-hmm. when I talk to friends that are in long term relationships, a lot of them have no plans to get married mm-hmm. or they specifically don't want to get married and they don't care. hmm when I was growing up, it was like, if you're in love, you get married. If you're going to be together, you should get married. Yeah. And even as a gay man, like, I was so thrilled when I found out that we could get married. Yeah. Because I always wanted to get married. Yeah. So I found that if he wanted to get married and she didn't want to, I didn't, I, I personally don't really relate to not wanting to get married. I understood why she was saying that. Mm-hmm. But also, I thought, you know, if you really love him and like her whole, ar- like, I mean, the main thing guess, she didn't want to be there with her parents couldn't be there, but she would often say, it doesn't matter, I don't see the point. Like, she kept saying, I don't see the point of it, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't see the point and he really wants it, then why wouldn't you do it? I don't know.
0: It depends. Yeah. Like the, you have the, a child. Yeah. I feel like a
1: lot of people that don't care about marriage one way or the other, they will sometimes get married when they have a child just mm-hmm. so that's easier legally for understanding things. Yeah. And she specifically did not want to even yeah. though they were having a child.
0: I, I mean, like, personally, I understand her point of view. I, I think it's fine. Um... And I understand, like, I, I think the reason why she's at that point where she's like, I don't see the point is because she has this hang up with her parents not being there. And that hang up with her parents not being there makes her wedding day a sad day, not a happy day. Right. And I think that's what her biggest problem is.
1: But don't you think, I mean, I guess, at some point, can't you get over that kind of thing and move on with your life? Because it seems a bit like you're never going to get over your parents if you can if you can't do this take this step because they're not here
0: but that's what i think the end of the movie suggests right when she goes back to her childhood home they decide to move there, and she sits down. And she hasn't been there since she left, and her right. parents died. Right. She doesn't talk to her sister about her parents. She doesn't do anything with her parents. But she went back into that home, and you could see the like the want to cry and the missing yeah. and the, all that and kind of stuff, and the times that she's lost. Yeah. But I think the begi- like as that end scene is her coming to a certain realization, coming to an acceptance of her situation. And I think once that part is resolved, which I think it would be in their life yeah. with her accepting being there, that there is definitely a possibility for them getting right. actually married at that right. point. You know? Actually, that's
1: a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. I think that's that's a nice way to interpret that.
2: Anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because well, I think that's the thing is she's she's out there trying to find a home like she remembers yeah. as her child, but as she doesn't child. want
1: to go home. But that so that. So one thing I will say, like, I loved their journey, I thought it was Mm -hmm. fun, but it it seemed a little random how they were choosing things, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, they have a friend here, but her ex-boss is there and everything, and they check it out just to see if they want to live there. It did feel a little, like...
2: Haphazard.
1: Haphazard. Yeah. If you want to make a huge life decision based on Mm -hmm. this one person that you know that's there or whatever, I mean, maybe you would, I don't know, but... It did seem weird that she has this truly gorgeous house that she apparently just owns. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous house. Yeah. It's huge, it's beautiful, it's got this gate, it but it's opens onto like, the it's water. In it's in the middle like... of
0: nowhere though.
1: Well, I guess so. Mm-hmm.
0: Cause that where where is that? Is the that like Florida Panhandle? Florida Panhandle. Okay. Because um, I was I was actually thinking of the same thing too, because when she talks to her sister, she's like She's like, yeah, we've got good renters good and all this kind of renters, stuff, but we're going to we're gonna sell it. And I'm like, but they have a house. Why don't they just go
2: there? Exactly. But yeah. she
0: explains in the movie why they don't go there and why she doesn't want to be there and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, it takes them going to Florida and seeing a life broken for her to want to go back home.
1: Right. I guess that was the arc. I guess practically speaking, though, I just couldn't get over it. Like, I mean, when you see the house at the end, it made me kind of rethink... Like, mm-hmm. why was she resisting this? Like, honestly they were living in a shack. Yeah. In Denver. Yeah. And then they're going to all these places and I don't know how they're paying for all these things, but like mm-hmm. it just seemed weird that that would be one of the first things you actually talk about to consider that well why don't we look at the house? Like mm-hmm. I am already own this house.
0: Yeah. Well and, and like again I think it's the the pain of her parents not being there. It's right. it's the and he knows this, so he's not gonna pressure her to right. do it. But if she comes around to like, I'll go there fine, Yeah, you'll go, right?
1: It just was such a beautiful house. It was
0: such a beautiful house. It really, really and was. And the fact that it
1: opened up and the water was right there, I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe that you would have thought this right away. Yeah. I mean, then there's no movie, but I mean, it
0: just... <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just go here. Oh, this is perfect. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a 20-minute movie. Everything's fine. <laughs> <It's a> short. <laughs>
1: there's zero conflict. <laughs> okay, uh, so, the rest of the movie. So, I feel like it's just such a... It's a pleasure to watch. Mm-hmm. But some of the characters are so over-the-top ridiculous. Yes. I kind of thought... I, feel, I wish... So, I love... What's her name? She won an Oscar. She Maggie was, John. No. Um, but I'm talking about... Um, oh, um, what's her name?
0: Oh, she you're talking about uh, Allison Jenny? Yeah, Alison yeah. Jenny.
1: She was so, so ridiculously mm-hmm. over-the-top horrible. Yeah. Like, talking about her daughter right in front of her and, like, just braying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was... I thought that was a bit much given the tone.
0: But the to but the worst part about it is is I've met people like that. Mm. There are people and I think the the whole point is, is that they wanted to show the different types of right. people that are out there. And you can't be subtle with that kind of thing. I guess you gotta, uh, It just
1: seems so over the top, ridiculously bad. Like mm-hmm. Everything out of her mouth is
0: horrible. Horrible, yes. And and that's the thing. And I, and that's one of the reasons why they're like, no, we're not moving here because no. this is going to be my friend and I don't want my kids anywhere no. near this. Like, She's
1: terrible to her kids. Yeah, she is. Like, terrible.
0: Says the worst thing during earshot. She's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, She's built like me. a truck, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. what?
1: She looks like a dyke.
0: <laughs> yeah, she says. <Jesus. laughs> She really was super mean. She I was. was. Like, oh my God. Uh, but I love the fact that her husband was Jim Gaffigan. I was like, oh, look, your are in a movie. I know. I, was trying to play <laughs> I, was like, I
1: mean, the cast of this movie is incredible. Okay, well, yeah. Like mm-hmm. everybody, it's just amazing. It was funny though. I mean, she's awful, but it was just, so it's funny because I saw this movie, you know, I think when it was released in 2009. Okay. Yeah. It's like ten years have passed. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting for me to watch it now that I'm now that I'm a parent. Yeah. Like when I watched it the first time, I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And now I'm watching. I'm like totally. You totally get all. I'm totally getting everything. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a person. That's a terrible person. You can't be around that person.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And like,
1: because I feel like this movie was really about parenting.
0: Well, that's the thing. She gets technically she gets parenting advice in every city. Yeah. And. None of the things fit what she believes a family exactly. or a parent should be. Yeah. Because especially when she goes to like, um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, oh, you know, who's yeah. the worst person yeah. in suffer. Cause I find, so on a side note, I have met people who are really into nature and kind of hippies and crystals and. You know connectivity and all this kind of stuff and they meditate and they do yoga and and all this kind of stuff and they're just like oh i'm one with nature and i'm gonna be one with people and they're supposed to be the cool and calm and relaxed people but they're all like her they're they're closed-minded they and they go the most from
1: open-minded people but they're the they're most
0: close minded yeah. yeah and they go from one to a hundred in a millisecond and and all this kind of stuff and you're just like what is wrong with you? Like, and it's just in... An-
1: but they're judgy too. Right?
0: They're very judgy. Like, I feel yes. like
1: the people that are the most like free this and everything and I'm just about nature and everything. And you would think when you're billing yourself to be that open-minded mm-hmm. that you're actually open-minded for other things and less about judging. But I find that they feel like they're so much more developed and evolved than other people that they're so judgy.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they want to correct everything that yes. you're doing. You're just like, oh, is that, is that how you meditate? You've done it wrong. I've reached enlightenment, <laughs> exactly. blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, seriously, let me be on my journey. Exactly. Just let me have this, you exactly. know?
1: But the other thing I thought was interesting about the way they portrayed Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, like most hippie dippy, you know, we're about the family bad, we're about this and that. like, mm-hmm. They're usually not materialistic. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that the hippiest, most ridiculous, free love, you know, working for the man is bad. Are super rich. They're the richest. They're the richest people there in yeah. the movie. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting yeah. choice. Like you open <laughs> up, and they're in this gigantic <laughs> mansion. Yeah, a like house. Keller's yeah, this huge house. But clearly, like I, I, I read like so she's. I, I guess she's meant to have inherited all this money. Mm-hmm. So her husband does nothing. Yeah.
0: Right. She comes up like, "Oh, you just want to like be oppressed by the man and the blah blah." And I was like. What? <laughs> uh, because you have to.
1: More, more, most of us have to work.
0: Yeah, but, like, for a living, yeah. he does
1: nothing, and then he's mocking, um, he's mocking John Krasinski for having like, a job. For having a job. Yeah. And saying, oh, you're just a fear monger, and then he turns, that the husband turns to the kid, you'll never have to worry about this. Like, yeah. that was enraging. Like, they're the most 1% That's snobby, but Wrapped up in this hippy dippy, like yeah, kind of the worst of both
0: worlds. worlds. Exactly, and then that's the and that's the thing that made me hate them the most, yeah. kind of thing. It's just like you are so hypocritical and you're so full of yourself, yeah. yet you are the worst people possible. And I
1: like that they find, like he said, you are the worst people. Both,
0: yeah, <laughs> I like that the, they have the stroller and they're like,
2: kid, get in, yeah, get in, get us. in a run- <laughs>
1: spent so much money on it and like she's so yeah. awful. I, I was hoping that they are just keeping the stroller. Think I that.
0: think they ended up keeping they they, they they took the it comes them. out. They, they took, took it with them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming they kept yeah, it. They would have kept and it's for their kid now. It so. was a really
1: interesting scene though because it's just such a different dynamic. Yeah. Like, really rich horrible hippies.
0: Yeah. And they're just oh they're so disgusting. And it
1: was funny that that bed took up the whole room. I thought that was hilarious. Because <laughs> I have friends that you know, as he said, we practice family bed, mm-hmm. which is, they, they just all sleep in the same sleep bed. Yeah. Um, the same bed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've never, like, it's funny to have it extended that they made a bed that fills the room. Yeah. So the whole room is a bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I would think that's kind of great. I mean, it looks really <laughs> comfortable, but also
1: ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I thought oh, exactly when the same when, thing. And when they, uh, when she says, well, how do you handle that when you guys want to be together? Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you planning on hiding your love making from your child? Oh my
0: God, <laughs> that was that that was a different level because I literally was just like, that's awful. Like, uh, no. Well, there's funny. different there's a difference between showing happily showing love in front of your kids. Yeah. There's a difference between, you know, making love in front of your kids. Yeah, that's just not correct. Okay. That's traumatized <laughs> children for life.
2: Please.
1: Uh it's just to paraphrase that other movie. Like you can show love in front of kids, but you can't show love <laughs> in front of your kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and her quote, like uh, "one is not born but rather becomes a woman." Mm. Like, oh my god, stop it. Get over yourself. It was, oh,
1: no. But it yeah. was funny. It, I mean, it was fun. But see, I like the movie. Like, it really, watching it this time, like I say, it really was. The whole movie was about different styles of parenting. Yeah. Right? Like, the basically abusive, neglectful mother, and mm-hmm. then the overly child centered mother that just yeah. does all these things. And then the people that wanted so many kids, and they had just like an Angelina Jolie. So here's that. Okay. So the, I thought it was fun mm-hmm. that one of the cities was montreal yes i found it was annoying that everybody pronounced it montreal yes
0: because that's not right it's
1: not right yeah um that's how you but I it. liked that that was kind of the best city that they visited and mm. they almost lived there except for the fact that they decided to live in florida
0: yeah well no i think the thing is is they realized that like the house they went to and the friends they they stayed with were great people and their home life was good but they realized that they're they themselves are not happy because this horrible thing keeps happening to the wife she keeps having miscarriages yeah and like if every time they get drunk it's gonna see d- dive into this like depressing you know you're not gonna have fun being with your friends you're not gonna have fun with their family you're not gonna let's see to me i felt
1: like so yeah the way the movie set up is oh this is good and there's a twist and you're waiting for the bottom of each story and yes something.
2: um
1: I found it a bit annoying that they were portrayed in a way that... Like, they looked like the perfect family. got a mm-hmm. truly gorgeous house in Montreal. Yeah. And a beautiful family of all these adopted kids. Like, yeah. an Asian girl. And they're so lovely. And they were so cute. And they're having so much fun. And mm-hmm. the family and they all seemed really well-adjusted. Like, it kind of felt sad to me mm-hmm. that they chose to wrap that story up by... The secret is that it's all a lie and they're actually super miserable. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I get... I mean, I have family members that have difficulty with, um, getting pregnant, like fertilization, Mm -hmm. fertility, sorry. Yeah. Fertility issues. And uh, it's truly, yeah, like people will go through lots of trauma and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I feel like there's other ways to have a family, right? And Mm -hmm. people that have fertility issues will sometimes turn to adoption. And even that can be hard. But this family had four kids. I can understand the urge to want to have your own biological kid and But I feel like they shouldn't be portrayed that they're secretly really miserable, even though they have four
0: kids. Well, I don't. I don't think they're miserable because they have four kids, or Or they couldn't have a kid. Yeah, I think they're. It's she wants to go through the experience of having a child. Yeah, and I think the problem is is they keep adopting because she can't have a child. Right. Right. That's what I got out of the story, and she is sad because what was it like the week before or something no, she had a miscarriage no, totally. you know it's, it's um and it was awful timing but and I it just think, kind of yeah. went downhill but i think at that point too there's a level of resentment that builds at that yeah. point you're just you know you can't and then they went on about the fact they are like oh you have all these people you know who want to have fun in their 20s and want to get in their 30s they realize how they don't realize how hard it is and blah, blah 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 and i'm like but that's not sometimes it's it has nothing to do with your age sometimes it's just your biology because there's 20 year olds and all that kind of stuff out there who have problems you know yeah, yeah. have different problems as well and they can't you know uh, conceive and it's not just the fact that they're in their 30s it's, But it gets harder it gets it does get harder I mean, I'm not it's saying timeline that. at the end that yeah
1: admit. I, I feel like that I don't feel like that would have been the reason they decided not to move there but like if they're really good friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like they would know that it's not just going to be misery with them. Like, them, they had this yeah. lovely family and they enjoyed the city.
0: Well, because most of the day they loved until that last, you that know, last scene.
1: Which is why it felt like, oh, that's the surprise ending that they're going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if they're good friends, they would want to support their friends through that. And then they would or, enjoy living there. Or
0: do you think, well, they didn't really...
1: They never really wrapped that
0: They up. never really wrapped that up. And then that's, and that's the problem with that scene. But also at the beginning of the movie... Isn't it
1: also that they left because his brother suddenly called him out of the blue and he... Yeah, saying that so they, they had to leave. They had to leave.
0: But my other thing is too is that they were going to all these cities, but it kind of comes across as like they had it planned to go to all the cities anyways. Yeah. And so they may have left and then gone back later on, but then she had the revelation she had that the
1: revelation, yeah. You
0: know, yeah. to go to Florida, the Panhandle, or whatever, to her family home.
1: I guess I just wanted them to stay.
0: Yeah I know. <laughs> They're like you belong here. Where are you going? <laughs> they Go also love like, it.
1: They made Montreal look really fun.
0: Oh yeah. They like, made it look lovely. Like the
1: other cities they didn't really give too much attention to. Like no. they just stayed in their houses or they were out of track or mm. whatever. But Montreal they had quite a few locations. They went out, they, they did went things. Out and, yeah. yeah and but fun.
0: even in when they were in Florida with the with the brother or whatever, they just walked up a street and then they went home and you're like, Oh, okay. Exactly. Like that that was it. they did so nothing. You know? And was... then yeah, i was putting the daughter to bed and him complaining and
1: yeah and again another parenting thing but now he's a single parent and he's worried about what she's gonna think that mm-hmm. she has no mother
0: yeah. um no but, but it was more it was actually more how other people would treat her because she has no mother right because he doesn't think he's a good enough father
1: yeah i i mean in the moment again like they were somehow coincidentally meeting all these people at the exact moment of their greatest crises yes um, so <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just had a miscarriage. My wife just left me. Yeah. Um, it was, it just, yes. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it heightens the drama. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, he's going to do it. He's going to be a father. He's going to be fine. And mm-hmm. she will be fine. As well, yeah. Like, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed the movie and I think the acting was amazing. But the one thing that kind of rubbed me a bit the wrong way, and it's probably because. Like, I'm now, I've adopted a daughter and I feel like she's like amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And like,
0: and she you know. is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. But it's also like, you know, as a gay couple, we're never going to have a biological child. Unless, mm-hmm. Like, we could do surrogacy, but I mean, just between the two of us, like, we're not yeah. going to have our own biological child. child. Like, yes. It's always going to have a third party involved, whether it's a surrogate mother or or adoption, right? Yeah. And we decided to go with adoption. And I truly feel, I guess I'm going on to a tangent about adoption. That's but, I fine. Mean, yeah. But parenting is a theme of this movie, but like, I feel. Even though, like, you know, we adopted Maddie when she was, like, 10 days old, 10 weeks old. Like, we met mm-hmm. her two weeks. So, like, she's been with us like, From the since beginning, before pretty much, she yeah. could open her eyes a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, she really will, she's known nobody but us. And, like, we, I, I feel like I, like, she's my own flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Like, she, I feel like, I couldn't feel closer to her if had given birth to her myself yeah and Tommy feels the same way right mm-hmm. and we feel like a really tight family and it doesn't really occur to us at all that we're a lesser family than a family that's like your traditional biological nuclear family mm-hmm. um, and the only I, I feel like this movie in some way does that whole the ultimate family is
0: a husband and a wife husband and, and a wife
1: with a biological child. child yes and everything else is lesser in some way mm-hmm. and that always bugs me a little bit Partly because I worry that if Maddie sees enough media that presents that to her, she's going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I just, I buckle a little. I I don't like any kind of media that presents alternative families as less desirable Mm -hmm. or less real or less. biological, nuclear, hetero family.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yes. And I,
1: I don't think the movie was intending to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of charting their progress about, and then it was kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Like, this is too big. This is too small. This is too whatever.
2: And this, this is, is just, just right. right. Yeah.
1: That's how I kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And like, the, the adoption family, they seemed so happy. And I was kind of pleased that, like, it wasn't like they wanted to adopt because they're pregnant, but they just liked, like, she actually said, this is the family I want this is exactly the family, the way they love each other, the father, this this is the family one. want. And then they puncture that by sort of saying, actually, we're totally miserable and we're Mm -hmm. drinking all the time. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, and it's fair, I mean, it's not necessarily a fair comment to criticize because they just had a miscarriage and they're, Mm. of course, going to be upset about it. Yes. But just the choice of the movie to make that the final...
0: Moment Moment
1: with them, I found a little off-putting because it's like, you don't see much of them with their kids Mm. and you don't... Do you know what I mean? I would have yeah. liked to have seen... but, but More of their interaction. Like, yeah. sort of, yes, this happened, mm. but we're happy. Yeah. And we feel... I just felt like the way it ended, it was kind of like, yeah, we have these adopted kids, but whatever. Like, what we really wanted is a natural child, yeah. and we're going to have it, so we're really...
0: So, happy. so, okay, like, I completely understand what you're saying. And it's true. Like, I, I think the way the family's presented in the movie could have been a perfectly happy family, and everything is fine. But one thing, as a, a straight female... Is that growing up, you are taught or told or reinforced that you have to have a child? Right. Like it's it's your dude that's what you do. It's your purpose on it's earth. It's your purpose, and I don't and I don't think it's she's like like the movie says is that she loves her the kids that they've adopted. She loves them as a family, and she's helped them grow as a family, and they're good people and all that kind of stuff. But to her. She has a purpose and a focus. She has to have a child. Right. Right? And that's her main goal. That's what she wants to do. And she can't have this one thing, even though her body is literally made right. to do this one thing. And But I completely understand your, your view as well, where they don't really show... Like, they show the beginning, they show the kids get the oh, So Long, Farewell, yeah. they, they get the little charming, songs. It's, it's charming, it's cute, and they smile, and they go to the dinner, and they talk about how great having a family is and stuff, but then you're left on this, like, overly sour note that I don't have a real child, and you're just yeah. like, what? You know? And it's like,
1: that was all a facade. It, like, yeah. That's how it looks like it's set up. Like, the and real it, truth is, all we are, all we want is a natural, biological child, and the rest is just Dressing.
0: Dressing, yeah. It's like we were just doing what we have to do to get through things. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like, like, I, I wonder if the people that wrote this movie know adopt people or were adopted or have, because I doubt they would write it that way.
0: No, I don't think they you know, would have. Yeah. I like I don't want
1: to minimize that. Like, I know people mm-hmm. close to me that have difficulty with fertility and it, it is traumatic. Yeah. Right? But also, I know people that had fertility issues and then they adopted, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like, a good friend, and they're so. Happy, yeah, I mean, like their narrative has changed. Like, Mm -hmm. after they adopt, I mean, I'm not gonna say this is everybody, but I know, I mean, I mean, the adoption community exists, so I know people that have, and I know people that have adopted, like, a lot of straight couples that were Mm -hmm. in um, the class with us, yeah, that couldn't have
0: kids, yeah, kids,
1: and they adopted, and they're so happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they're not telling me, but I mean, you know, they would tell me that they were upset before and they felt like they could never have one, and now it's such a blessing, and like, they are truly thrilled and they feel complete and they have a happy family, family right? yeah and that's the ending of their story like mm-hmm. adoption having a child through adoption can fill the void of wanting a family yeah so it just makes it sad when it's like but not really mm-hmm. yeah it's and suggested. and that's
0: how and that's how they present it in this. They present yeah it. so
1: that was like a beef i had with that like mm-hmm. i wouldn't want maddie to see this and think oh are you sad that i'm not your real daughter yeah She's my real daughter. She's your real daughter, exactly. So it just really bothers me, Mm -hmm. and that's just a beef I have now that you know I've adopted. I'm very sensitive when I see any kind of depiction of adoption, Mm -hmm. or like you know, I I mean, to tangent again, like every time they show like a soap opera, like in Lifetime, like Dynasty or whatever, like one of their favorite plot twists is that this person's not really
0: they're adopted
1: they're adopted da, da, right? da, da. Or, yeah. or they have a, a biological sibling that they never knew about and that they were adopted mm-hmm. by another family and then it's the long lost brother or sister
0: right oh you're and talking then, Grey's Anatomy right now gotcha <laughs> they did that like six times in that show like what <laughs> right, it's true and they did yeah. the
1: best to do, but then when the character shows up they always present it like well now you're home yeah right like, now you you're back, back to where you belong yeah, yeah. you were lost before, but you're our daughter, and then it's like, and then that adopted person or the you know, totally says, "Oh my god, now I'm finally here with my mom and my mm-hmm. dad," and they ignore the adoptive parents it's like yeah. just some sort of stopgap on the way. Yeah, that infuriates me.
0: It no, and it's really frustrating because it's
1: not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's not the reality for the overwhelming majority of people. Like yeah. that are adopted, like they bond with their adopted parents. Like those are their parents, mm-hmm. not, like when they meet the birth parents, it's not like thank god i'm home like it's not yeah i mean maybe that happens but that's not. but it's not
0: always an instant connection it's it's anger and it's neglect and exactly but also it's it's not but just the the
1: the biology doesn't overrule a lifetime of raising a child Mm -hmm. right which tv likes to do just because they think They, they they reinforce yeah that perception that biology trumps everything yeah and i that really
2: really bugs me
0: yeah yeah no and uh, i think it's rightfully so yeah and like they do have stories out there about like horrible adoptions and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. fine but there's also so many stories about good adoptions and yeah. b- happy homes and and all that kind of stuff and where kids are like no these are the people i know as my parents yeah. these are my parents yeah. like yeah. i don't care if you say i'm adopted these are my parents exactly. it's fine i mean your parents are the people that raise you exactly. you know you're like your bi- biology maybe somewhere else but i think the people who raise you are your parents that you is know? that is
1: it is true and so anyway like that's that's this like whenever i watch a movie about parenting now like as a parent i completely have a different take,
0: different view and yeah. analyze or you're I like analyze how was this presented okay. so like, yeah
1: all the scenes in here i was like those are terrible parents or i would mm-hmm. never do that Whatever. And um, and that scene, I loved it, and then I was really t- put off by it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I mean, it was an interesting scene to show, and I would have mm-hmm. loved to follow up to see that they're actually happy.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I, I think if they. They did like the next morning before they went to the airport. You know, they showed them waking up with the family yeah. or something to show that, that they actually feel fulfilled. Yeah, that they actually feel fulfilled. Like they're in a sad point right now, exactly. but really in the regular day, they're like, "No, we're good. Yeah, don't worry about exactly. it." Yeah, I I I, com- I completely agree with that. That that's about right.
1: But I mean, I feel like the two main characters—I can never remember that is but John mm-hmm. Krasinski and my Yeah, I think they're gonna be good parents because. The way the characters are, they're very thoughtful. They know where the blind spots are, what upsets them, and they're each there to support the other. They also listen to each the other. other.
0: They listen to each other. Like, they're not just like, yeah, 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 let's just do this, whatever. Yeah. They're like, no, this is what I'm feeling, and this is what I want, and this is why I can't and do can this. And they try to help that person. Yes, they do. And, and it's
1: like, they really do. And I, I think that... And um,
0: they're patient with each other. And,
1: that, and that's one of the things I love about the movie the most, is that their relationship mm. is such a healthy...
0: Yes, yeah, and those and those relationships are few and far in between. But when you see one, you're just yeah. like, there it is. And I get movies it. movies
1: also. I don't buy them a lot of the time because mm-hmm. movies, like we were saying before, they just meet cute and then they're in love.
0: Yeah, and you're just like, they it's, it's been like three days. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand.
1: How could you possibly? Yeah, but this it just looks like a lived-in relationship. And mm-hmm. You really believe that.
0: They've been together for a while. They yeah. know each other. They talk to each other. They and they, they like each other. Yeah. They, the they result. have fights. Yeah.
1: Resolve. And I did like the last scene on the trampoline mm-hmm. where they're kind of giving out. And, and in a way that was like their marriage equivalent because I, will you, if I die before, tell him that I died trying to save the world from yeah. whatever.
0: <laughs> or save like orphans or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I do. I, do. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. It was very cute. Yeah. I
1: but they get each other so mm,
0: yeah they they understand they under like they took the time to know each other they yeah. took the time to understand and they they take the time to to further and foster their relationship you know and that's why and that's why it works yeah
1: one of the things i like about the movie though is i often well not well i like the idea of imagining different lives like what like when we visit like paris or la or whatever i think well what would it be like if we lived here mm-hmm. and i just enjoy thinking about what, what street what neighborhood we live in mm-hmm. like, let's live in saint germain what <laughs> would our apartment look like how would we decorate would yeah. we go would we go modern or would we go super t- traditional or whatever yeah. and i just like to picture the life yeah you know, right? when we went to spain last last year like we rented an apartment it was this gorgeous modern apartment beautiful you don't remember thinking
0: I could totally live here. I could do this. I it's amazing. Totally this.
1: And I was just, I just like, and when we would walk around and say, this would be our, our local. We would mm-hmm. come here to this Italian restaurant all the time. And yeah. this is where we'd buy our groceries. And because we'd like, you know what? It's just yeah. fun to try on a new life. Yeah. Um, so this was the point of this movie. So I kind of thought it was fun. They're shopping for a life. But, yeah.
0: And, like, and, and,
1: and know, that's what they Just kind it, yeah. of looking at the cities and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I kind of, like I'm not going to do that. Like mm-hmm. we're very settled here. But I mean, yeah. I do like the idea of just sort of trying on a new, City world.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean I think that's what's great about the movie and I think pretty much everybody thinks about it every once in a while. If I yeah. didn't if I wasn't tethered here, yeah for all the where details. would I go? You know, mm-hmm. what would I do? Like if I could do something else, where would that be? Exactly. And it'd be oh, amazing. It's yes. a
1: fun thing to think about, and so this movie's like wish fulfillment mm-hmm. in the sense that these characters apparently are somehow independently wealthy enough that yes. they can literally just on a dime
2: Travels just fly somewhere,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they, he works off of his phone and she does medical artwork.
1: I think, really, yeah, something that she can also work on the road,
0: yeah. So, like, I think they're just both self employed, so they really can just.
1: I mean, that's the movie magic part of it, too, where uh, two freelancers are flush enough that they can literally just travel around,
0: yeah. Constantly. <laughs> I did freelance work for a while. I couldn't do that. No. So, eh. <laughs> with a baby on the way. Exactly. And no worries. <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs> like well, that, I mean, they had a free house, so... Well, that's the thing that like,
1: they came back to. Like, you have a free house and a gorgeous house. Like, why mm-hmm. would you just go there? Like, what were they going to do when they went to no. Montreal or whatever? Like, whatever, yeah.
0: And they have to, like, find a place, yeah. get settled there, pay for But they for never...
1: Stuff. Like, the movie was just... Like, I seem exclusively they were going to make a decision based on how they liked the friends that were in the city. Mm-hmm. Like, it never, like they never talk about money. No, they They never didn't, talk about never the talk about cost money of each city.
0: That's probably why they never fought, so I'm not- sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie wasn't about that, but it, it, it kind of was one of those friends, apartment, suspension of disbelief things that you just mm-hmm. have to go with because they, they literally can just...
0: But I also think that happens when, like you said, like when people travel. Like, you went to Spain and you're like, this is really gorgeous and, yeah. I, could this, and I could do this and I could do this and I can do this. But in reality, when you get there you may not be able to have that apartment and it might have to be something small or yeah. not as nice and it might not be in that same neighborhood it might be in another neighborhood yeah. and you're just like Oh, this local I don't like this restaurant anymore and you know just you
2: know, and then you realize the reality is
1: always different than the fantasy
0: exactly yeah
1: but we never see what the reality is going to be until the end their fantasy the reality is the best fantasy of all yeah
0: it's this beautiful house <laughs> in this beautiful location that's for free they just get to move in there and <laughs> no. everything's wonderful yeah. you know
1: it almost wrecked it in a way because it was like this is so ridiculous mm. like like that they have this mask but i was happy for
0: them yes well and that's the thing like you like them both so you much that you're just like you know what you do you, you i that I, like I like that, like that, that you it's enjoy a great, that yeah. waterfront <laughs>
1: gorgeous <laughs> mansion for free
0: yeah that just like oh like these two gorgeous french double doors open I out know. and right. they just like walk out and sit down and they're just like oh this is pretty Let's yes, stay. it is. Let's stay. It's good. It's going to be good.
1: I guess she does say. I forgot how beautiful this house was. So yeah. there was some recognition of yeah. that.
0: Well, because she hadn't been back there in like no. 15 years or something like that, I think she said. Yeah. yeah. So it had been a while. It was a lovely movie,
1: though. Like, mm. thinking about it, it's like there's a lot of pleasures in the different scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I couldn't live in that house, though. Really? Like, no. Why? No. It's too far away from things. But we didn't
1: really know how far it was.
0: But it seemed isolated well because they showed like the drive up and it was just like grass and you know land. I mean, it was more rural for sure I mean, yeah kind of
1: florida rural mm-hmm. i mean it's not that big of a state i bet it's, it's not mean, far from something yeah no, i could live there i mean yeah. maybe not i don't know it was gorgeous
0: it's gorgeous. like like that's the place i can t- spend like two weeks right. you know get in touch with nature and myself and <laughs> you know do some like writing or like painting or something and you Know just kind of relax and then I'd be like, now I'm kind of antsy. I gotta, I got I gotta well, get bunch of Well, Montreal
1: yourself. house was gorgeous and big and right the in city. the city.
0: Yeah, I would have loved to live there. That, that place house was amazing. Been,
1: that would have been a fortune.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it was big too. Oh, it
1: was cheap. I was shocking, like maybe less so now, mm-hmm. but it's always been cheaper. But they've
0: always the been, anyway. yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I remember like a few years ago, I was like quite a few years ago, I was working for this company that would find me to. Montreal sometimes because they had an office there. Mm-hmm. It was an old Montreal, mm-hmm. and uh, close to the office there was like this gorgeous old loft building, and they happened to be having an open house because they were selling pre-construction. Mm-hmm. It was like you could design your own loft; you'd buy a floor and then design your own loft. And it was like I, I think like there were a few units left, and I wandered in. It was like. 1400 square feet or whatever with original stone and arched windows and high ceilings. Yeah. And it was like $120,000. Like it was ridiculously cheap even for the time. Like I oh remember, oh my, thinking, my god. god, I should yeah. buy this? this. is ridiculous. Yeah. And it was like, it made no sense. Like I mean, I lived in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like and I, at that time, I didn't even own a condo. Yeah. um Anyway, I wish I'd bought it if I could have afforded it because now all of Montreal is expensive and that loft would be worth that's a lot so much money <laughs>
0: yeah. well that's the thing any property in any major city right now it's yeah. like you should have bought something like a, like no, no, no. 10 years ago even less you okay. know and it's just making a ridiculous amount of money in return
1: well, i mean that's why i feel like ugh, i was really happy that i ended up buying that church loft mm-hmm. um
0: yeah that, that was, place was gorgeous, that was gorgeous. yeah
1: you're so sad when you gave it up. You're like,
0: I have to give it up, but still, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that was sad. It was like the perfect spot. It
1: yeah. just wasn't perfect for a baby. No, yeah, really and that, not that was the thing. you yeah. a child. Like mm-hmm. tons of stairs, yeah. no safe outdoor space. Her yeah. bedroom was right next to the living dining room where we were always hanging out with friends. And so we were always like, shh, Jeff to be sh- stop. Like it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect place for a couple of
0: yes yeah or even if you have like a teenager or something yeah it would have been boy. fine but yeah. yeah it's just yeah not for, for a like newborn, a, a newborn and a, and a toddler no it was like, yeah who's gonna like walk around pull things down you gotta be quiet all the time yeah but uh <sighs> okay.
1: yeah but that's why this this maybe appeals to me just in terms of looking for a house because it's also kind of just like mm-hmm. you know it's always fun thinking about new places it because is it's not a new city it's just mm-hmm. where we live
0: yeah yeah, I mean, even if like I'm downtown walking around, everything I'm like, "Ooh, this is beautiful. I'd I, love to live here." I do that in like, New
1: York too. You, know, you don't like New York, but like, <laughs> sometimes, like when I'm there, I will go into an open house, mm-hmm. or I'll, I've even like I, I'll look up real estate listings or whatever, and I find something. This is not that expensive. Like you can find things that are livable. It would just be mm. about a third of the size you'd get in Toronto.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. But oh, I mean, it's be beautiful. I found this yeah.
1: one apartment. It was like in Soho, and I thought everything there was like mostly they're all like millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But I found one that was close to Soho, um, and it was like maybe five hundred square feet. Yeah, but it had a huge wraparound terrace, and it was a gorgeous old building. Yeah, and it was not that expensive. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could live there with a family. Mm-hmm.
0: But well, maybe what I need to do is next time I go to New York is check out some listings and go have a look, and maybe then I might change my mind. Maybe, maybe, never know. Because I do, I do check out listings in Toronto on a pretty regular basis and walk in and stuff. I love the loft ones as yeah. well, downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so nice. Oh, I know. Um, I do it all the
1: time still, too. It's mm-hmm. just
0: fun to... Actually, I haven't done it in a little while, like a couple of years, but really? I really should try it. I should I should do that again. Yes. <laughs> You've just reminded me. I'm like,
2: oh, yeah,
1: that used to be a hobby. Well, one day we can do like an open house tour. We'll walk mm. around and we'll go into open
0: houses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is fabulous. I love. Oh, I love your sconces. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I could try that. that will be good. So, any other notes about Away We Go?
1: The music's good.
0: The music is good, yes.
1: I actually I haven't done yet, but I was looking. I was going to like see if they have the soundtrack on Spotify or something. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting songs.
0: Yes. I think they were, they were all one band, weren't they? Were it's, it, it's, they? I find all of the songs sounded... Consistent. like Consistent, yeah. yeah. Consistent is the right word. They didn't sound the same. They no. sounded consistent. I mean, that's very possible. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. But I, I liked it. I thought it yeah. was
0: yeah and it was used sparingly because a lot of the scenes were actually really quiet yes um actually one of the things that really annoys me um i I don't know about you or anybody else but when i'm in a car the radio is on yes okay yes the radio is on and (laughs) i've started to notice that with like my friends and all that kind of stuff when they're in a car the radio is not on and i'm just like what is
1: because they want to talk
0: it's, but even if I want to talk, I just turn on the volume, but the radio is on. I
1: either have the radio or we put in, like, other music that we own. Yeah, something's but I have going have to have something. Mm-hmm. Like on road trips, I actually love singing in the car. Yeah. And Tommy, God bless him, just endures
0: it. <laughs> You're belting away, <laughs> yeah. you know, with your gaga I mean, and some shit. Sometimes tries sharing, to yeah.
1: start a conversation, mm-hmm. and i will like, oh, wait, I have to sing the song, and he doesn't sing <laughs> So he's just sings. So that is a pleasure of mine. That, yeah. You know, like, in a movie, just technically, like they probably just didn't want to have to pay for it all the time. And mm-hmm. they're always talking. Yeah. So they're probably not gonna. Like it's a lot of money to like license songs for movies.
2: That's,
0: that's that is very true. Yeah.
1: And unless there's some sort of dramatic purpose or they need it, they probably
0: would just not do it. Not do it at all. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just drives me kind of crazy. I'm like, why? Why is there no sound going on? This is nuts. <laughs> so do you think
1: John Kaczynski was more attractive in that movie, or now that he's in like super buff mode?
0: I don't like him super buff. I like him like he was. He's he's never been like he's flabby or anything. He's just been average. He was
1: Lanky. He was always like sort of this lanky, skinny guy. Mm hmm.
0: But he's not. But in this movie, he doesn't come across as lanky either. I think he looked
1: lanky. I don't
0: know. I I think I liked him better in this than in like in, what's he doing, Jack Ryan, right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. That overly like preppy all American look. This oh, no. That, that is not today. my go to. Mm-hmm. like the <laughs> I, I, I actually
1: like when they transform like Chris Pratt and then, like he had dad bot and then he became super bot for yeah. and now he's dad bot again. Yeah. I don't I know. know and like,
0: him in Guardians though is a oh, it's oh beautiful.
1: My God, he's yes. So beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> I mean aesthetically I love him when they go bot. Yeah I have to say like he was so appealing in this. Mm-hmm. I kinda liked him this way. Yes. Because he seemed like a nice real person. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a person you want to be around. Exactly. You know, so. Like,
1: I mean, there are obviously affable buff people, but I mean, when you see someone that's so muscular and then mm-hmm. so trimmed, you just assume that they're somewhat narcissistic.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because they're just obsessed with themselves at a right. certain level.
1: He yeah. seemed like a much nicer, more approachable person in this movie. Yes.
0: I agree. I totally agree.
1: <laughs>
0: well, so overall, you know, you still like Annie Hall and you like the way we go.
1: Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed both of them.
0: So did I. I like, was, uh, yeah, I was happy I still enjoyed both yeah, of those
1: movies. Yeah, I was happy that these were the movies I got to watch. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I had actually forgotten how much I liked Away We Go. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's been ten years since I saw it. Yeah. And it's a bit of a, like, a lightweight movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to change your world. Mm-hmm. And I remember liking it, but I couldn't actually remember what happened in it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't remember the resolution. Yeah. Uh, um, I just,
0: re- the, that's the, the two things I remember. I remember the opening scene where she's, like, You taste funny, and I was just like, "Oh, what?" I thought that was a really clever way to show it. And even
1: like, and then his like when he's like, "Well, I was just reading about vaginal flavors,"
0: (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, "Can you please stop saying this?" (laughs) That made me laugh out loud. It was so funny. two people that talk to each other yes. even though it's like weird and uncomfortable sometimes. but it was such a funny
1: scene it was real and it's different than other movies Like yeah. as soon as i started watching that, I, mean, I love this movie Like yeah. it's just such a fun movie because it
0: wasn't like it was it wasn't yes they were having sex but it wasn't overly sexualized if you know what no, i mean like it didn't
1: it was presented as a very natural part of this relationship it wasn't it wasn't made to be titillating
0: no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
1: just presented as a fact of their relationship. relationship.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing about it is like I think if uh, a lot of movies when they have a scene like that they have to make it titillating. It's going to turn people on. You're like, that's not what the movie's about, though. No. Like, no. you have to let that part go, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But it's a very likable movie, and I really enjoyed rewatching it. Mm. Like, and as I say, like I had a. a like a slightly different reaction watching into it, it now as a parent, like everything was being filtered through that, that and because yeah. so many of the scenes were just overtly commenting on parenting, mm-hmm. that you know, I never is a layer that I didn't appreciate before. Yeah, and now as I'm watching, it, like, yeah, that that kind of parent, that's that kind of parent, and they were like even the resolution of the movie when they're talking to each other, they're talking mm-hmm. about the kind of parent they're gonna be. Yes,
0: yeah, the
1: movie is about parenting.
0: Yes, and <laughs> so, in that, yeah,
1: so I really enjoyed it just from that perspective. Yeah,
0: because I like, um, think they they went there. They're about to embark on, mm-hmm. you know, the parenthood voyage. Yes. But there's a, there's a trip involved before they even get there. You know, there's a, that there's another journey that's necessary before they get
2: there. And
1: outside of my quibble with the presentation of the adoption family, which, mm-hmm. I mean, could have been resolved if there was one more scene. Yes. Um, I still, I, I mean, I even really liked that scene up until the end. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a really unique and clever movie in terms mm-hmm. of the fact that the structure is different. Mm -hmm. The theme was different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought
0: it was really good. It's good. Yeah. I'm very happy. I I like this movie. And I was very surprised that I now like Annie Hall. Well, it is such a good movie. It is. Yeah, it really it, it made me angry. I was just like, I was. You know, I sat down really prepared to be just yeah. like, I still hate this. This movie's still garbage. And then yeah. I was just like, movie finished, I was like, damn it!
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, and obviously parts of it are dated, but I mean, though it is it is pretty self-aware of its failings and his failings. You know yeah. I mean, like it's critical about him as well.
0: It is. It is. And, you know,
1: saying. arguably not as much as it should be, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not glorifying any of his behavior. No. And it, the that's... women call him out on it and the women are drawn, I think, Mostly, like Annie Hall especially, in a very real, like, a, a positive way. hmm She's the character that grows the most in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all the men in the movie are kind of stunted. Yes. And all the women are just like, no, we're better than this. Yes. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's just creative, right? The, the fact that, you know, he does so many different, you know, breaking forth wall, the subtitles, the animated sequence. Mm-hmm. like. He throws in a whole like bunch of things. so many things, but it works. It doesn't come off as gimmicky for the sake of being gimmicky. It, yeah. I think it all works to serve his a vision. purpose. Like yeah, service. like
0: it's not um, it's not there for a flowery effect. No. It, everything is purposeful and yeah. there for a reason. And
1: I one hundred percent agree, though, that he's not a good human, and he's his behavior is, I think, beyond problematic. Like mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Yeah. A lot of his behavior, and it's hard to like you can't really support him. No, as a person, you can't. But I just think he made a really great movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I hate the fact that like saying a movie is great is just shameful these days.
1: (sighs) I know it makes you feel like you're you're a bad person. You're you're a bad
0: person.
1: (laughs) I I mean, it is a whole other topic. Like, how do you react to art made by problematic men? Mm -hmm. And it's always (laughs) been Yeah,
0: so far at least. Yeah, I don't know we'll see what happens when it comes comes back around
1: like one of the big movies that um what's his name? the gay director that did
0: oh um
1: that did uh bohemian rhapsody and now he's finally gay. oh yeah zach
0: yeah he's a he's a
1: zach uh, snyder it's a zach? zach snyder didn't do is it i can't remember the name but it's this guy but anyway he did a whole bunch of successful x-men movies right
0: That would have been Zack Snyder. I think think Zack
1: Snyder. Who who, directed Bohemian Rhapsody? I have no idea. Because, I mean, will people stop liking X
0: Men movies? Well, the X Men movies are pretty bad, so yeah, probably. Maybe I'm
1: wrong. Maybe it's not Zack Snyder who Who directed it.
0: It's uh, oh Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yes. Sorry,
1: it's Brian Singer. Mm -hmm. So, what did Brian Singer do that was popular? Obviously,
2: he's done a bunch like he's of done stuff.
1: A lot. Like he did the usual suspects, right? No, uh, no I'm wrong.
0: yeah, he did usual suspects. Did he did X Men, he did Superman right, so Return. That's what I was saying, X Men. Yeah,
1: so I mean, will people now not be able to say they like the usual suspects or X Men when, when, slash if all the allegations against Brian Singer turn out to
0: be true? Probably, but the thing is, is we're at a point like, like with. Movies like Annie Hall and stuff that came out a long time ago, before we knew all this stuff, yeah. there's a soft part, there's a soft spot in your heart for it already, and, and you, you can't give it up.
1: speaking, Bad people can create good
0: art. Yes, they can. But the, the problem is, is that it's when you pay for their art, you're perpetuating their you lifestyle. Don't them. You, you don't, don't want support to support them, yeah. and that's what the biggest problem is: is that you know you you shouldn't support no. these bad people. Well,
1: I don't watch. I don't seek out new Woody Allen Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. But things in the past, it's hard to know what to say.
0: To say exactly, and 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 it's true. I mean, um, you
1: kind of live in worry that one of your favorite movies, it turns out, somebody has done something.
0: I, I like, <laughs> seriously, like, am I? I'm, I'm literally at a point where I'm just like, somebody in this movie did something offensive. Yeah. Right now, I'm just gonna try my best to get over this a little bit, you know.
1: But Harry met Sally. I think Ron Reiner is dead, and no one has said anything about him. Mm-hmm. or I
2: think we're safe. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Billy Crystal, don't let us down! <laughs> down <I know>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good discussion. Good. <laughs> good movies.
1: Thanks for inviting me to do this. Yeah,
0: thank you very much for coming and doing oh, this was with super me. Fun. Yeah, we'll have to get you back sometime if there is anything we'll else interesting uh, you want to talk about. Um, so again, thank you very much for doing this. Um, you can follow Off My Shelf at, uh, Oh My Shelf on both Twitter and Instagram, or you can send me an email at ohmyshelf at gmail.com. Next time we'll be talking about the series Arrested Development. Hope you'll be here to listen.